When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. Pheasants Forever is dedicated to benefiting wildlife by preserving native habitats and educating landowners on how to do it. I'm Charity Seebecker from the Midwest Farm Report. Heather Doherty is a farm bill biologist for Pheasants Forever. She sees firsthand the benefit of planting native species and encouraging the habitats to grow and explains more about what they do. We are known as the Habitat Organization. That is how we represent ourselves and it's really our our main objective is to put habitat back on the landscape to benefit wildlife. And we work with a variety of different organizations to do that. I am a Farm Bill biologist, so I work a lot with NRCS and the Farm Bill. It's a federal program, but I work with the little slice that just deals with conservation. And we also have many other partners, um, Wisconsin DNR. We work with FSA, which is another federal organization, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Many, many different (laughs) partners, but primarily Um, I work with the Farm Bill and NRCS to accomplish our conservation on the ground. How do you keep and maintain the native species out there? A lot of what we do is actually trying to restore or bring back native species and in areas where they are degraded or no longer present. Um, So we do a lot of restoration of native prairie habitat. A lot of times it's it is a farm bill program, so it's a lot with far- work a lot with farmers, but also with um, other landowners, people that are interested in hunting is another big interest group that we work with. So we we use the programs that the conservation end of the farm bill to provide people with some money, cost share programs to help purchase seed and the cost of, of the work to prepare the ground for reseeding for prairie or tree plantings or the different goals that landowners have. It's the way we access some money. Then there's the, the whole end of how you're going to get it done, what your plan is for doing the restoration. What are the steps to help really maintain it and keep it viable for the future? Prairie um, is definitely a habitat type that we focus a lot on because it is vanishing. It's one of the most imperiled landscape types in the United States. It is a habitat type that needs disturbance to be maintained. So once we have established it, We will do things like mowing in the first three years, especially mowing to try to encourage the native plants and knock back the exotics, non-natives that we'd like to get rid of, give the native plants a little edge. And then down the line, usually in year five, six, seven, it varies. We start, if we can, we like to do a burn using prescribed fire. And then also grazing is a very important management tool that we've been using increasingly to manage for brush and to just to keep it grass, to keep it in, nat- in native forbs and grass and not trees and shrubs. Those are the probably the big three management techniques. What resources are there to help plant a native species for those who are interested? The two biggest programs I would say that, that are most commonly used would be the CRP, Conservation Reserve Program, and that is um, 
an FSA program, and it's basically it's a set aside program for farmland. So the land has to currently be in an agricultural use, and that program allows you to actually get an annual payment per acre for restoring that ground to a perennial cover. It can doesn't necessarily have to be native plants, but we. We like to encourage that if, if, if the farmer is open to it. And the other program we use an awful lot is EQIP. Um, that's Environmental Quality Insurance Program. That's another farm bill program. Um, it differs from CRP. It's an NRCS program, and also it is cost share program. So instead of that annual payment, you're getting a certain amount of money that goes toward the cost of restoring the native plant community. Why should farmers or people in rural communities look into this? Well, the the number one reason is the value to the environment. Putting in these native plant communities has real benefits for soil quality, water quality, and also wildlife and air as well. There's been a lot of talk recently with carbon sequestration and the benefit that prairie plants, they're, they're a deeply rooted plant and they're perennials, so they do capture some of that as well and um, hold the soil in place for the same reason, so you, you have less erosion, there's less runoff um, from farm fields. We do a lot of things too, like sometimes buffering farm fields with native grasses and keeps the pesticides and the chemical in the farm field and out of the watershed. Um, and also just the cover and food source for wildlife is a real primary focus of Pheasants Forever has as well um, in promoting that um, that mosaic of habitat types and, and that you can have farmland and benefit for wildlife side by side. And those two things can coexist. What is in the pipeline or what is Pheasants Forever working on now, 2023, moving forward? The big thing that we have coming up this year is basically the anticipation of more money coming into more federal dollars for conservation. So that is going to create a lot more opportunities and give us the ability to do more, do more projects, help more people that are interested. A lot of these programs are competitive, so it's not ever a guarantee that you're going to get in. But with more funding, more people will be able to access those dollars. So it will be busy. Everything we do as the Habitat organization really is promoting habitat and then hoping that if we build it and we put it in place that the wildlife that's native and natural to the area will come on their own. So it's not disrupting or disturbing or creating any issues. It's just expanding the habitat that's already there, the birds, encouraging the birds that are already there to reproduce on their own. So you're avoiding that trap of getting into like confined animal situations where avian influenza really likes to spread. We just encourage everything to be done naturally. That was Heather Doherty, a farm bill biologist for Pheasants Forever. To learn more, go to pheasantsforever.org. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.